0: Topic 22, Fourth Paper of Twentieth Century Negro Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. Twentieth Century Negro Literature topic Twenty Two, Fourth paper, by Professor H. L. Walker. What is the Negro teacher doing in the matter of uplifting his race? Professor H. L. Walker was born near the city of Augusta, Georgia in the year 1859. His parents, Wesley and Edline Walker, were the property of slave-owners to whom they rendered allegiance until eighteen sixty four and eighteen sixty five when sherman took his triumphal march through georgia and the carolinas at the fall of the confederacy young henry went with his parents to wilmington north carolina where they spent about a year during which time young Henry, for the first time, saw the inside of a school taught by those pioneering teachers from the North. At the close of this year, the family left Wilmington and went to Augusta, Georgia, which city has been the scene of our subject's boyhood and the basis of his literary career the public schools of augusta were completed by eighteen seventy four and upon the recommendation of all of his teachers young henry as he was familiarly called was matriculated at the atlantic university one of the most noted of negro colleges in the south in this institution he studied for eight years coming out in 1882 with the class honor and the degree of bachelor of arts his parents died during his early boyhood even before he had entered the atlanta university so that in his efforts to complete his collegiate career he had to rely largely upon his own resources and the very kind assistance of his foster parents and other friends whose protégé he was prepared for his life work he left school in june eighteen eighty two and was immediately elected principal of the mitchell street graded school atlanta georgia his examination papers being the best offered for this position in the following month july he was also elected president of the georgia state teachers association for colored teachers of which body more will be said later as a student at college our subject was studious popular with professors and students and acquired that assiduity and strict adherence to business that has since characterized all his subsequent life in the profession of teaching he continued to rise higher and higher each year holding positions of trust and honor under each of the state's superintendents of education down to the present incumbent for eighteen years he has held sway in the public school of the city of augusta during which time mr walker officered the second ward grammar school the famous ware high school and at present the first ward high school which position he still fills with dignity and credit to himself and race, as peabody expert Mr. Walker, by appointment of the successive State Superintendents of Education, has occupied the lecture platform in all parts of the State with the best lecturers, white and colored, that money could command, and they have all cheerfully conceded his ripe ability to master and handle successfully such subjects as have been assigned him from year to year as a practical schoolman and well-informed scholar mr walker is always at home as a peabody lecturer he has often been pronounced one of the best in the state every summer his services are in demand in various parts of the state for ten years mr walker was the honored president of the georgia state teachers association colored and no man has since filled that honored chair whose administration has in any way rivaled the success of mr walker during his ten years the association was built up as it has never been since the intelligence of the state white and colored came together in these annual meetings and made this gathering of educators and leaders the most representative body in the state mr walker is easy of address and modest in all things never contending for honors several years ago at the annual exercises his alma mater Conferred upon him the degree of Master of Arts as a deserved tribute and recognition of the literary work he has accomplished. As a polished orator, Mr. Walker has been heard with profit and delight in all parts of the state. Some of his addresses before the State Teachers Association are considered real gems of literature. After a lapse of some thirty-eight years, or a little better than a generation, we are asking the question, what is the Negro teacher doing in the matter of uplifting his race? In so brief a period of years, it would seem to savor of arrogance to ask a question so seemingly fraught with significance so inopportune and to about a people so recently freed from bondage that they have not yet had the time to grow a generation of teachers it took england more than a generation to grow an arnold at rugby it took france more than several generations to produce a Guizot and Pestalozzi, whose reputation as a teacher widens with the universe, is the product of years of experimental accumulations of Swiss ingenuity. And yet, it may be pardonable arrogance on our part to say that at this first milestone in our educational career, we pause here long enough to take an inventory of what the negro teacher has done and is still doing in the matter of uplifting his people in the pioneering or experimental period of negro education there were no negro teachers but it is safe to say that as early as eighteen seventy five a few negroes Daring to rush in where angels would fear to tread, began the profession of school teaching. It is from this date that we may safely begin to reckon the services of the Negro teachers as a class. I make bold to lay down the proposition that wherever God has ordained intellect, that intellect is capable of the highest development For mental ability is a divine endowment. The intellect may be the possession of an Indian, a Mongolian, an Arab, a Negro, a Hindu, or a Caucasian. Textures may differ, but all mental organisms are the same, in color, fiber, and mode of operation and development. It must then follow that the proper training of the intellect must produce the same results upon all races when properly applied that training which has made the mongolian or the german or the caucasian race great and powerful will of necessity under similar conditions produce like results in the negro race let us now see what the facts show it is largely through the instrumentality of our schools that negroes have been taught to place a higher and a proper valuation upon their citizenship and the importance of the ballot when it is wielded for the maintenance and perpetuation of good government as a class of citizens negroes are peaceable and law-abiding and must not be reckoned with the migratory hordes of anarchists nihilists and the wreckers of law and order that infest our eastern and western shores in our schools too negroes have learned that it is theirs to petition respectively for the enjoyment of their rights and the redress of grievances so often unjustly imposed upon them in the last two decades the influence of the schools colleges and industrial institutions and seminaries of all kinds has wrought wonderful changes in the home life of the negro race purer homes now abound Intemperance is given way to sobriety and economy love and order have driven out hate and confusion the golden rule and the bible are taken as the measurement of conduct and wherever negro communities are found cozy little cottages and often palatial homes with thoughtful and convenient appointments have taken the place of the very many little one-room huts in which all the whole range of domestic life was wont to be performed. In these new homes, a better and more intelligent class of children is being reared to fit in the scheme of our advancing civilization. These are very hopeful signs of a better generation and a brighter day for the American Negro. Our Negro teachers and leaders have instilled into the race a desire for the accumulation of property and wealth, and the keeping of bank accounts. Put money in thy purse. Put money in thy purse. This advice from Shakespeare is ripening in the minds of all thoughtful Negroes, and the results are being universally manifested. In the United States... The valuation of Negro property runs far into the millions. In the state of Georgia alone, Negroes are paying taxes on $15,629,811 worth of property. Of this amount, $1 million represents the increase of a single year, 1900 to nineteen one. In the domain of literature and the varied professions, the education of the Negro has furnished us as lawyers Honorable D. Augustus Straker, Detroit, Michigan Honorable R.B. Elliott of Columbia, South Carolina Honorable John R. Lynch, Washington, D.C., Paymaster, United States Army Honorable J.W. Lyons, Augusta, Georgia, Registered Treasury, Washington, D.C. Honor H.M. Porter, Augusta, Georgia, Lawyer at the Bar. As statesman, Negro Education has produced Honorable Frederick Douglass, the old man eloquent, late of Washington, D.C. Honorable B.C. Bruce, ex-Registrar, treasury late of washington d c hon george w murray ex-member congress columbia district of columbia hon george h white ex-member congress north carolina as poets mrs francis e n harper and paul lawrence dunbar are samples of a splendid class as musicians it might suffice to say that blind tom black patty and madam salika are only samples of a large class negro education has furnished us pulpits better filled with intelligent men devout and pious and with modern churches that are in harmony with the christian demands of the age In the ecumenical conference recently held in London, the Negro clergy represented there were from all parts of the civilized world, and the high tribute paid to their ability and ecclesiastical character was the comment of all the English papers. Our bishops and eminent pulpit divines are largely young men, the product of our negro schools dr c t walker now of the mount olivet baptist church new york and the foremost pulpit orator in all the baptist ranks perhaps is a native of georgia soil and a product of our georgia schools but i must not prolong this account with a long list of bishops doctors of divinity doctors of law medical doctors diplomats artists painters mechanics inventors and successful businessmen who are the product of negro education but before closing this humble effort it is but proper that we should make mention of some of the men who are universally regarded as masters in the profession of teaching and who in themselves are great benefactors of the negro race the following educators have wrought much in the matter of elevating their race in all the essentials of right living the most conspicuous figure just now in the firmament of negro educators is president booger t washington who has at his command both the hand and the heart of the american people the far-reaching influences of his work at tuskegee alabama where perhaps more than thirteen hundred negro youths are taught all the useful and honorable methods of labor are too well understood to merit further comment here president j h lewis President of Wilberforce University, Ohio, has and is still doing a work that will tell on ages and tell for God in the matter of developing Negro ability along the lines of higher intellectual manhood. Professor R. R. Wright, president of the State Industrial College, Savannah, Georgia, is a pioneer in the work of uplifting the Negro youth, and his excellent work, recently begun at the State College, is already teeming with fruit. Miss Lucy C. Laney is a woman of rare and well-developed intellectual attainments. The Haynes Normal and Industrial School, with all of its influence for good, will ever be an imperishable monument to her memory. Her reputation as a woman of ability and culture is universal. Professor W.H. Council of Alabama is hardly second to President E.T. Washington in his noble work in Alabama of uplifting Negro youth. In Professors, W.S. Scarborough who holds the chair of Latin and Greek in Wilberforce University, Ohio. Professor W. H. Krogman, chair of Latin and Greek, Clark University, Atlanta, Georgia. Professor Kelly Miller, chair of mathematics, Howard University, Washington, D.C. Professor J. W. Gilbert, chair of Latin and Greek Payne college augusta georgia and professor w e b dubois chair of science and economics atlanta university atlanta georgia we have the ripest examples of high-class scholarship these men steeped in the love and sciences of all ages and people have won respect and recognition In all the institutions and among all educators of worldwide reputation, both European and American, they are only samples of a large class of educated Negroes who have given a very high literary tone to Negro intelligence. In an account like this, which necessarily must be brief, it must not be expected that we could elaborate into details about any one of the features above mentioned. In mentioning them thus briefly, it is only our purpose to call attention to the great work now being accomplished by the Negro teachers. In closing these brief lines, it might be well to consider several charges made against the educated Negro. It is charged that education teaches Negroes how to commit crime, etc., because some educated Negroes commit crime and do wrong. That is no more of an argument against the education of the Negro race than it would be an argument against the education of the Caucasian race, because some educated white men commit crime and do wrong if a man has indigestion from eating the wrong kind of food that ought not to be taken as an argument against eating educated negroes as a class are among our best american citizens again there are still some back numbers belonging to the old school of thought who still charge a lack of ability on the part of negro scholars to absorb and assimilate the same amount of intelligence that the caucasian race does in our humble school career in the state of georgia we have sat on the same seat with the boys and girls of the caucasian race and often in the recitation room under the same professor in the higher classics and sciences, we have shared the same book with them, and yet at the time of reckoning term standings, we have seen those white professors give the members of these mixed races their class rating in their various subjects, and the average percentage of Caucasian and Negro pupils in all these subjects would be a matter Of significant comment in many instances like these both in the north and south the ability of our negro scholars is so forcibly demonstrated and what the negro teachers may yet do for their race and for civilization will be left as a rich inheritance for the enjoyment of an advancing civilization Of all teachers it may be said that he who shapes a soul and fits it for an eternal habitation in the blissful beyond has erected for himself a monument that eclipses in grandeur and architectural beauty all the conceptions of a Solomon, though Solomon was the wisest of men. End of topic twenty two, fourth paper.